0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
3: We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross, Mike Pritchard coming at you from South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Pritch, you know me well enough by now. To know how excited I get for the four majors. <laughs> Yes, sir. I, I mean, I really get I, – I, I'm like a kid in a candy store, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing it at some places across town, and certainly BetMGM has them too, where you can do tournament matchups and top tens and top fives. and You don't just have to play the outright winner. It is hard, people, to pick the outright winner. And that's why our guys – and I say this every week – our guys at Long Shots do oh. remarkable work. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans, the guests they have on to try to pinpoint and accurately – Uh, Figure out a pathway to get to some of these victories. U.S. Open might be the toughest to to quantify because it really, the Masters, you know Augusta National. It doesn't change that much year to year. You know the course. right? It might move some tee boxes here and there and greens. But really the U.S. Open, how is the rough? We had Carl Paulson on yesterday Mm -hmm. walking it. And when he was on the air, he said the winner might be as high as 9. Texted immediately after the show and said, cancel that order. Okay. This thing's going to be low. It's going to be, you know, minus 3, minus 2, somewhere in there. You look at what's going to happen this week at Brookline at the Country Club. Yards, it's not the longest golf course in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, Just over 7,200 yards. Par is 70. So, again, not a lot of par 5s out there to go make those scores on, right? Not like a a traditional par 72. The greens, 70% poanna, 30% bent grass. It always makes me think of Caddyshack got 82 bunkers out there. We're going to have top 60 in ties. They're going to make the cut out of 156 players. Now, when you look at recent winners here, and sometimes people like to correlate recent winners, John Rahm, of course, is your reigning defending. Rahm really became a popular guy this week when he said yesterday why he's playing on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. versus Liv. Like, I play for the history of the game, right? So, you know, you play, you go to 54-hole event over there. That's not golf. Shotgun starts. That's not golf. This is golf, right? So Rahm are right now kind of – Carrying that torch along with Rory. You see Shambo who's now already defected to live. He won it two years ago. And you look at Gary Woodland, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Did it back there in 2019. Then there's Brooksy with that double domination for the Blonde Bomber, who's back this week, and his odds are drifting. DJ now is one of them, and he's back this week, and his odds are over 30 to 1, which <laughs> surprises me. And then little Jordan Spieth
4: there in 2015 to get that W. Do you
3: look at past performances and past champions and say, yeah, they can do it again?
4: Um, I, they have the championship medal, obviously, from a U.S. Open standpoint. Uh, that's going to test you. Uh, so I look at that a little bit. Uh, but courses are different, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, I, like if it's the Masters, that's one thing. You know, side with experience uh, at the Masters, perhaps, or or the knowledge of the course. You know, and, and certainly how they're playing, too. I mean, you always got to factor that in. I mean, I think from a U.S. Open standpoint, which is my favorite one to watch, oh, by right. the way. It is. Uh, because I can relate to being in rough. <laughs> we root uh, for the suffrage sure. of, yeah, the, I mean, of the best players in the can world. Can you relate playing a Masters? No, no. But I can relate playing an open course, though, right? I mean, I have a chance to play that. we can, that. Play, these golf we can courses. play it, and yes. I played Pebble. I played some of these courses before, so um, yeah. I mean, I, I, every course is different. I, I think it's going to challenge what I'm looking at and leaning towards is because it's so challenging, those players that have played well, whether it was the RBC mm. or or tournaments prior to that in which they had that tune-up. Because, uh, you know, chipping and putting, I learned that yesterday from Marcatti, who uh, uh, coincidentally was a golfer at UNLV. Oh, wow. Uh, and But he's played Southern Highlands so many times and the knowledge. But uh, I asked him point blank, I mean, how much time do you spend working on your game? And it's like everything's putting and chipping. A lot of people spend time on the range, but as players, we don't do that. It's putting and chipping. And uh, to me, that's going to be paramount uh, in this tournament for sure. So um, just looking at some of that, that kind of data, but then also the the players that played well as they tuned up for this big event. From your
3: mouth to uh, to God's ears. I mean, that is for any golfer that you really know, it is about the short game and it's going to be about the short game a lot at Mm -hmm. the U.S. Open this week. I think that's an excellent point. And we always say, they say, it's the toughest test in golf. Well, is it? Well, Justin Ray does a great job. Uh, certainly, you can find him on Twitter at Justin Ray Golf. He had this nugget out there. So, you get the four majors. It's not debatable. Look at the average uh, margin of victory here, uh, the average winning score to par, okay, mm-hmm. since 2000. This is in the last five years, this is over two decades. Clearly, the Masters, as we talked about, the golf course doesn't change. PGA Championship does change, but it's normally not as a, a tough a setup. The Open, sometimes we think this year at St. Andrews, maybe guys can go low. You just don't go low with the U.S. Open. So here, and again, Carl Paulson on yesterday said, "Hey, I don't think the winner is going to be over three under par." Wow. So I think the average better out there might say, "Well, that's going to bring more players into play." No, it's the it's the the, the, the converse is true. The the inverse, if you will. It's going to eliminate more players. The harder the golf course, which the US Open, as we just showed you, is the hardest of the four, normally eliminates the fringe player, Mm -hmm. the guy that can get hot for four days. There's really that gets taken out of the equation. It does become about class players. Right, it does. More often than not. So it it does. So, like to me, that's where you go, all right. I might not get the longer odds, Mm -hmm. but I better get a player to your point that's in form. And the RBC was kind of a miniature version of what you're going to see this
4: week. So I think you can correlate a lot of what you've seen recent and see if that translates this week. Right, because, I mean, all these guys are going to strike the ball. They're going to hit it down a fairway. They're going to be consistent. that mm-hmm. way. Not everybody, but, I mean, a lot of people, the certainly the class players. Yep. And uh, you don't want to go chalky all the time with, with class players. But, I mean, one guy – because I just remember the shot. I remember this this hole for Rory. Uh, I think it was the third round where he duck-hooked his, um, yep. his driver – into a bunker, yep. uh, punched it out, made a you know a chip approach, and then parted. You know, Whereas other golfers had a bogey, or maybe they double bogey that, right? And so, now, U.S. Open, that's going to be different, that kind of situation. But it reminded me of players that who could scramble when they got in trouble and save par. And you're going to have to save par here at the U.S. Open. You know, what's so interesting when you look at those numbers.
3: And I get why Rory now, after what we saw last week, to your point, saving pars where maybe the other common player is not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're going to have to be able to scramble, chipping and putting. And I look at Jordan Spieth, and I've been very critical of, of Jordy, as I like to call him, like we're boys. You called him little Jordy a minute oh, ago. I did. <laughs> it's like you got is him that,
4: on your Rolodex or something.
3: You know, I, I don't know him at all. <laughs> okay. But, like, I, I look at Jordy and I go – like twenty-five to one is enticing, even for me. Now I was wondering what's going on between the years. Like you he and Michael, always wonder that with him, right? Because he and Michael Greller is caddy. It's they should have those guys mic'd up all the time. Because even Greller sometimes looks at, at Jordy and is like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Right? But twenty-five to one for one of the best pitchers, and when the putter is right, which has not been, his putter has actually been right. kind of his his de facto problem right now. And that's not what you expect from Jordan Spieth. I think he's got he's going to be a player. Willie Z at twenty-two to one. Is that what is going to break through? Is it this week? But boy, when it comes to ball striking, that guy can do it. But can he make a putt? Mm. Right? So there's the question. I look at, and I affectionately call him the BDE, the big dumb elephant, and that would be Dustin Johnson. (laughs) Because I feel like things just roll off of his back and he doesn't really listen to criticism. He's going to hear it. Because you said you were on the Twitter machine there that guys for those live golfers, Phil is hearing booze. I'm assuming Dustin Johnson's going to hear booze. I don't know if it's going to affect him. 33 to 1. When Rory McIlroy's hitting on all cylinders, there might be a handful of players, and those players might be Justin Thomas mm-hmm. and Dustin Johnson. That when their games are as sharp as can be, are literally the best players in the world. Right, right. DJ hasn't lost that, but I wonder. Do you worry about the live golfers and their mentality
4: coming over here? I do. I mean, that fan base. We've seen golfers get flustered with uh, fan bases. Uh, I think Brooks. Yeah, he got seems, into it, right? Yeah, I mean, he Don't ask agitated. me about live golf. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, <laughs> in terms of, I mean, that fan base out there uh, that's going to be... In Boston? Sure. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, so golfers are going to have to deal with that, too. I mean, and you, you cannot ignore uh, the mental makeup of players. No. Like, I, I think Rory, uh, you know, the fact that he said what he said about Norman, because players players understand that. We did that show uh, about live golf and, and how we had both had the opinion that Norman was after the PGA. He's great born. Norman. So no doubt. if we thought that certainly these players like Rory at a press conference will mention something like that. How about that? It, well, because uh, it's on his mind. Right. And so, but he's motivated by that. And it's chalky. It's 11 to one. But I mean, if you're looking at chalk players and, and for my strategy and I've learned this from long shots, uh, if I'm playing outrights I'm going to sprinkle on a lot of players. Yes. Uh, and, and so if I can get Chalky, I mean, Rory, the way he's playing right now, maybe that's the way to go from a Chalk standpoint. But you got to go further down uh, the board. Uh, and I've learned this from Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Wes, uh, and Matt in terms of just when you sprinkle and you look at these further down-the-board names, uh, which, which players are playing hot, which players are playing most consistent. Sam Burns is a player uh, that they mentioned out there, 28-1. to And too, that so. Carl's pick to win. Okay. At there you one. go. I mean, that, that that's kind of – That's kind of making golf and betting uh, majors very, very exciting when you can hit something like that. So uh, I hit JT uh, last um, PGA. PGA, Uh, 17-1. Sure, but was lucky because of the uh, the playoff situation. But, I mean, Zalatoris is another guy a lot of people are mentioning too. So uh, just following that information as well as uh, the data that you want to follow. But to me, it's all about – Who's tuned up? Who's ready to go for a challenging course?
3: You know, uh, my buddy Tyler Folgium over there at ESPN does a great job there uh, with Daily Wager. He and I entered uh, one of these pools that, that Brady and Wes and okay. Matt Humans, is a part of, and we did our draft last night. And Tyler and I, with our first pick, we were sitting at six. We took the X-Man. We took Xander Schauffer. Mm. Now, right now, 22-1 to one for the X-Man. And the reason is, you look at the numbers, this guy is a top-ten machine at U.S. Opens and majors in general, right? And he hasn't broken through and won one yet, but again, there are different ways to play this, and we're going to run out of time, but certainly, really MGM, you look at top fives, top tens, and other places around town now.
5: Right.
3: You know, I look at guys like that, and I say, okay, it's so hard to get those outrights, and I think your, your idea of sprinkling is, a, is so smart to do, but then think about guys that are going to be there, that we think are going to be there come Sunday. The X-Man is one of those guys for me, Xander Schauffele, 22-1, mm-hmm. to one, that I think you should sprinkle on, and I do, I'd be stunned if come Sunday afternoon, he's not part of the equation. Not to say he's going to finally get that first major, but I would really be surprised if he's removed himself as other players tend to do right. uh, from major championships. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be very fascinating with the, with the Boston crowd, with the live golfers, the, the NWO wind. golf against the <laughs> you know the, the WWE. It's going to be absolutely wild. Uh, French, when we come back, let's talk a little uh, game six and what we might see. Speaking of Boston, come. Tomorrow night, I can't believe we're finally going to get to Game 6 of the NBA Finals. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line. I'm in the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with their state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. You must be physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on v And when you do the show later on today, I'm betting across America mm-hmm. with Josh Applebaum. I said to Josh yesterday... Boston is the king right now in the center of the sports world. Right. And he said, that's the way it should be. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> so you're going to have game six, not just the U.S. Open in uh, Brookline, Mass., which Josh said, by the way, he's 20 minutes away. Like he could get done with your show and just drive on, take his bike and mm-hmm. ride his bike down there to Brookline and check out all the facilities and uh, see what all the pomp and circumstance is about. I wonder what the mood's going to be like for game six of the NBA Finals. Because when they were up to one, they being the C's, it felt like we're getting ready for the coronation. We're getting ready to change hands and Steph and Draymond and Clay, they're out with the old, in with the new, long live the new Kings, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and company, Marcus Smart, and now all of a sudden backs are against the wall. Mm-hmm. They're down three games to two. So they've lost two of the last three. Steph didn't even have a good game in game five. Matter of fact, by Steph's currency, it was one of his worst games that you're gonna see. And yet they still won by ten. Pritch? Mentality, you know what it's like in those locker rooms. What is Boston feeling right now before they prepare for tomorrow night's game?
4: Six? Pressure. <laughs> they're making a ton of mistakes and um, they're not executing when they need to. Uh, that so that's that's pressure filled, um, and that's concerning. Uh, I mean, effort is one thing. I like going into and, and I laid it. I, I played the money line with Golden State at home. Uh, I thought Steph had generated enough momentum and mm-hmm. he's made the game easier for his teammates. Uh, from a confidence standpoint, like we we have we have Steph, he just showed and proved to us that at any moment he could go off. But I need to do my part, uh, and we saw Wiggins do his part in that game, that did brilliant he? game that Steph did have. Wow! So there's some level of consistency here, knowing that Steph, that superstar, has gone off in the series, whereas Boston. Outside of game one, they haven't really had anybody go off, right? I mean, Horford went off for him, not Tatum, though.
3: That is a great point. That really the best individual performance so far that really swung a game mm-hmm. was Al Horford right. in game one in right. that fourth quarter when I think he had 26. I don't know what's happened to Al since then. Maybe old man, you know, father time is undefeated. Hadn't been the same guy. But I think it's an excellent point that now Golden State almost feels like Steph doesn't have to – you would like to see Steph still be – I mean, zero three-pointers, we don't expect that. Mm-hmm. And Boston can't expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another dismal shooting day from Steph from behind the arc. But when the other guys now say, we got your back, right? Right. Who's going to do that for Boston? Who's going to be the alpha and say, yeah, it's, it's got to be Tatum, you would think. And the numbers
4: looked okay, 27, right? right? Well, he's played average basketball, but yes. you can't play average. like Not for a superstar. Not, not when your team needs you, right, exactly. Still playing average is, is fine, but uh, not in the finals. Um, and right now, Boston desperately needs Tatum to not be average, and so I would I would anticipate that's why the lines indicating it uh, that we get an inspired effort. Now you go back to Game Four uh, at at with Boston at home, mm-hmm. no excuse on earth for them to get out rebounded at home by the visiting team that way in the finals. That's in the, the finals, that's the swing game, right? Right. That's right. the so, game
3: that's changed everything on and turned it on its head with Steph with the superhuman performance, but. Between those numbers, you just nailed it. Mm-hmm. People always talk about Steph, and they should, because it's one of the best games you're going to see in the NBA Finals. But the rebounding, when when Golden State rebounds and defends, Boston can't sniff 100 points. Right. Right. And right. then all of a sudden, you keep them off the glass and second shots. They're not shooting it well enough to be efficient with the lack of possessions. Lower possessions favors Golden State,
4: mm-hmm.
3: so more possessions favors Boston. Sure. So you got to think that you know you a go company going, boys, so let's push tempo.
4: Well, if they can. I mean, the, the turnovers are, are killing them, too. To so, but Yeah, forward. but they're making all those mistakes, though, and crutch, t- uh, crutch minutes, crutch time, yep. and, and crucial times, too, on the floor. Uh, and so, I mean, mm. just think about Boston from this standpoint. Eliminate mistakes. Uh, I think Golden State has proved to a lot of people that they're deeper than people originally thought. Yep. Because everybody thought Boston was going to be the deeper team. But how how can Boston utilize their depth – if they're turning the ball over now, I, I would see increased usage, increased minutes from the starters in game six, right? That's going to happen at home. Uh, you, you have to win this game to force game seven that way. So you see the line is minus four. I, I'd be inclined to look at the money line. Like I did with golden state. Cause here's why I played the money line uh, in game five with golden state at home was from a cover, from a spread standpoint, not really thinking about that, but mm-hmm. from the game standpoint and And these players, the ability to rise to the occasion, one player in addition to Steph, that's been troublesome for uh, Boston. And on top of that, just the intensity and the effort that you're going to get from Golden State at home, knowing uh, from the pedigree standpoint that we can control the series if we get back-to-back victories here. So uh, Boston, they've shown the ability to win Game 7 against Miami, they've shown the ability to win game six against Milwaukee, up mm-hmm. against it that way, and then go on and win that series, too. So I, I, I would look for and I would back that type of effort here for Boston uh, coming up.
3: One of my favorite quotes of all time is, those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And I think for Golden State, because it's the same nucleus, it's Draymond, it's Clay, it's Steph, they remember the past of blowing that 3-1 series lead to Cleveland. And the game that sticks out more to me than the you know, monumental you know, chase down block by LeBron in Game 7, and Kyrie hits the three, and Cleveland goes on to get that championship, right? And we all remember that. We don't really remember Game 6. And it felt like then, and maybe this was still a younger Golden State nucleus back then, mm-hmm. six, seven years ago now, right? That they, ah, you know what, we can coast through Game 6. We win, great. And if we don't, we'll go back home take care of business. I don't think that's going to be the same Golden State team. I think you're good, not saying that they didn't show maximum effort, but I just think they thought it's a layup when we get home because we don't lose back then at the Oracle, right? That Those guys remember the sting of that. And Draymond, by the way, got suspended, wasn't there for that game six, so they kind of mailed it in, right? They know now we don't have – we can't use this as a cushion. We can't look at this and say, you know what, we got a buffer game, so let's just kind of freewheel it and uh-uh. I would be very surprised if they don't have a different dog mentality mm-hmm. of playing defense and rebounding and making this an ugly affair. And so what if we can't celebrate in front of our fans in the Bay? If we got to do it in Boston, so be it. I I am starting to get the feeling that Steph's in that locker room, Draymond's in that locker room with the younger guys and the Wigginses of the right. world going, boys, we've been down this road before and it didn't work out very well for us. Before, we're not going to let that happen again. I almost ex- expect Golden State to have a surprisingly effective, like maybe the point spread finally comes into play okay. in a game. So your money line play on Boston yeah. might be safe, and it hasn't come into play so far, the, the, the point spread. You just had the winner. They've covered each time. Mm-hmm. I think this game might be the,
4: the really life and death type game. Okay, so two tens a total in this one, too. I mean, a decrease uh, uh possessions perhaps, but even when Steph went off, uh, in game four. They only beat Boston by ten. Right. I mean a lot of turnovers and, 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 that it, and got then, dice. you remember it, it did. Boston I mean, took the lead sure. to in the third before but, that. Pool but shot. just just clutch minutes though, Dave, and, and clutch situations too on the floor. Uh the last five minutes, I mean seventeen to three p- points favoring Golden State. I mean, Boston's not going to do that again in game six, right? from a betting standpoint i, I can't right. i can't imagine that happening 9 9 to 1 rebound favoring golden state Unbelievable. down the stretch in the last game in the last 5 minutes of they that game they dominated the boards and yeah and they lost by 10 so i mean you you look at tape and you okay you're back in that building uh, you're in the finals, you have to gravitate towards something. Something's got to provide that extra motivation, and I believe the fans are going to provide that energy, too, for Boston at did,
3: did Golden State sneak Andrew Bogut back in there? <laughs> I mean, how are they getting all these rebounds all of a sudden? Uh, very quickly, if you are inclined that you like the C's to, to win game six, mm-hmm. and then obviously send it back for a monumental game seven, could you play it? Because right now the series price is over $3 for Boston. Right. Would you play that or play Jason Tatum to win MVP at oh, plus 350? Because, again, the theory, the theory is that yeah. Tatum is finally mm-hmm. going to be the difference. Good, good numbers, so good enough to win MVP if the Seas win. But nobody's really stood out. Would you like that or just take the Seas, not knowing who might be the guy if Boston is to win two row?
4: Let's say Boston decreases turnovers. They fixed that issue. They're more disciplined. They're taking better shots. They're not settling for threes. They're they they're not frustrated by Draymond on the floor. Ah. There's, a, there's a lot of ifs right there. There's a lot of ifs. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, now you're talking about Game 7, too, though. Uh, and so where would the pressure be? Who would the pressure be on in Game 7? That's where it, be it doesn't on fall back State. in Golden State. It right. would be. Exactly. Um, so – I, you could take a look at that, take a glance at that. I mean, I'm, I'm confident in Boston, but I'm playing the money line, so I'm not that confident. I mean, they don't cover at home anyway. But
5: no, I, um, I,
3: I do think that that's a smarter play if you're going to back the seas because I do think the four points might come into play for the first time in this series because mm-hmm. I do expect a much different effort out of Golden State on the road. Right. Like the game four effort, they knew they had to get one on the road. Now they're like, all right, we got that. Mm-hmm. And then Steph had a dog game, and we still won by double digits.
4: Boys, let's go out and end this. Thing. Yeah, it was perfect for Golden State to win back-to-back games because of the performance of Steph, though, and that's why the narrative is with him for MVP. Minus three twenty for Steph <laughs> to win MVP. I think if they win, they're not going to give it to Andre Iguodala
3: like they did years ago. When we come back, we will talk a little bit more NHLs. We prepare for Game One and maybe dip our toe back into the U.S. Open. Come on back—it's the Lombardi Line right here on these Sports Betting Network. your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Dot com Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line right here on Beason. And we're going to get back to the U.S. Open a little bit, speaking of where the action is coming in, the numbers are coming in, and maybe why we're not seeing some money move on certain big name golfers. But I wonder when you look at game one tonight in the Stanley Cup final between the Avs and the Lightning, we've seen the money come in on Tampa Bay mm-hmm. since we knew of this matchup uh, late Saturday night. So now we've had three full days to kind of digest what we believe we're going to see. And we talked a little bit about it in the first hour that I think both you and I understand why Tampa Bay has been taking the money. Clearly they have the advantage uh, in the goaltending position with Andre Vasilevsky. That is for sure. Now the offense, the style of play is something that I think will be intriguing. And I mentioned to you in the first hour that I probably will stay away and see how the the tone and tenor of this series kind of plays out. When you look at six for the total in game one, how would you go? Again, simple math people, if you want to play the over, you got to get to seven. Six mm-hmm. gets your push. Are we going to see seven goals in a game? Because, look, Tampa, they, they can play up-tempo if you want because I think they trust their goaltender more. Or do you think Colorado might tighten it up a little bit and say, all right, we're not going to play that as open a style as we play? And maybe the under could be a good play
4: in game number one. Well, I mean, reading the tea leaves and, and trying to just – tap into the intel coming out of Denver, they want to be themselves, talking about the Avs, uh, and they feel more confident about that. I mean, if they're going to lose, they're going to lose playing their style Guns hockey. blazing. Right. Let's go out well, the that's way why we they're, play. D- d- they're built that way. Uh, yeah. Kemper, Darcy back in net uh, is going to be interesting, um, or French shoes, I mean, whatever they do there. Uh, but they have to penetrate Vasilevsky, though. Mm. Uh, and you think about the Avs and their path. Um, Nashville had a backup goalie, right? St. Louis, Huso came in there because of the injury. 19, yep. And I mean, he was playing well he too, was. though, in that right. Uh, and then, I mean, Smith, how old is he? <laughs> I felt bad. I, right. I mean, he's getting blitzed. I mean, Conrad sure. is
3: going to put they're going to put rubber on the net.
4: And... So you can be yourselves if you're the Avs against those goalies. Now, against this goalie, you have to do something different, right? I mean. Uh, And and then the defensemen, too, like I mentioned earlier in the program, they're huge. They're humongous. And I know that you look at uh, Nathan McKinnon and and the speed guys, they're they're smaller. I mean, they're not that large out there. So Tampa, I would believe from a pedigree standpoint, too, they're going to try to impose their will and be physical with them, which leads into the special teams. Right. Penalty minutes. uh, Discrepancy right there is huge. I mean, it, it favors Colorado big time. When you think about Colorado being disciplined, only 94 penalty minutes for the Avs versus 201 for Tampa. So, from a special team standpoint, maybe that's how the Avs can get there with power plays uh, against Vasilevsky.
3: Great point. And when Tampa didn't take penalties against New York, Blue Shirts couldn't score five on five. Mm -hmm. Right? So, if Tampa Bay eliminates those, That's hard to do. It's like mm. talking about the Celtics, eliminating turnovers, <laughs> right, right? Sometimes right. you have a proclivity to keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So if Tampa Bay can limit those opportunities where Colorado, because, boy, you put Colorado on the power play, uh, that's going to get dicey. If you that, do that predominantly in the series, right. it's going to be a very tough And that to brings win.
4: in Kel McCarr too as that yeah. kind of difference maker to wildcard player too, though, from a power play standpoint, as well as, uh, 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 you know, even on the ice. But, yeah, I'm worried about the abs and, and their goalie situation, whereas Tampa, the pedigree – Uh, The goalie, the best goalie, uh, it it leads people to believe that Tampa Bay is going to win this series in six.
3: You know, it's interesting that I I think one of the best exercises we do at the network sometimes, certainly in football we do this a lot, is bet now, bet later. Okay, I think you can do that when you have series like in the NBA finals and certainly in the Stanley Cup finals here Mm -hmm. where you go, well, should I bet it now or bet later? I think if you want to bet Colorado, you back it now because I don't know that you're going to get a better number unless Tampa wins game one. So, like, to me, I'm going to sit and wait, see how that first period plays out, and then maybe hop in a little in-game if we feel like there's right. a, a profitable scenario there. Mm-hmm. But, really, I want to see the style of play. Right. Because I think that would dictate to me long-term what I think I could forecast better. Because right now, it's anybody's guess how John Cooper wants to play this with Colorado. Because you, your point about Colorado is well taken. We, we kind of know what we think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's the wild card. Are they going to play more conservative brand of hockey? Are they going to play more dump and chase and protect their goaltender, which might let Colorado be a little bit more offensive, right? Or are they going to say, all right, we'll open up a little bit because we think we can get to Kemper, and you're going to be, have a tougher time getting to our goal. Sure,
4: point. absolutely. And then from a depth standpoint, too, Kadri, uh, the uh, injury mm-hmm. right there, we'll see what, what happens in terms of his appearance. If but he can come back. If he can. Uh, it, indications that, uh, look, he he has not played uh, and he missed it last year because he was suspended, didn't help out. Right. Uh, they didn't get to the finals. But um, I think point coming back, too, uh, apparently that could happen in game one uh, for Tampa Bay, too. So Tampa Bay, if they win game one, okay, home ice now. Uh, and that's why people are, are analysts, if you will, are, are, are leaning on Tampa Bay in six. And,
3: again, if they could steal one in
4: Colorado in the first two, it
3: seems the more likely scenario would be game one tonight. mm mm-hmm. Again, depending on if you believe in the rest, rust theory or not, uh, that Tampa (laughs) Bay. And I do, I would look at first period here, and you can play those as well, that maybe Tampa Bay could be a little bit sharper initially. But let's just see how long that lasts. That doesn't mean it lasts for all 60 minutes and 20-minute periods here in hockey. So we'll we'll figure out uh, how this game shapes up. So I'm going to wait a little bit and see how that first period looks before I really dip my toe in. I do want to get back to the United States Open here with some of these matchups because we talked a little bit about, uh, about it earlier in the show, how hard it is necessarily to pick out rights. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want to go to some of those matchups. And you and I have been having this conversation both on and off the air, which I find fascinating, about the live golfers and the effect that they're going to have this week on the United States Open and whether or not this would be a time to necessarily fade some of those guys, right? Because it feels like when you look at Dustin Johnson – uh, out there in a matchup. We've got one here, Bet MGM, against Daniel Berger. And I go, well, DJ's still favored, right. minus a dollar thirty against the American Daniel Berger, by the way, Dustin Johnson's an American too, even though now they're with golf. <laughs> but we all, we feel like they've given up their citizenship. Well, they've given up their PGA tour citizenship, but there's still American players. Right, right. right. So DJ now, we mentioned that Phil's kind of maybe being heckled out there. I don't know if it's gonna have the same effect against the Dustin Johnson, against the Daniel Berger? Because, look, with all due deference to Daniel Berger, when DJ's hitting on all cylinders, Daniel Berger can't match up, right? Daniel Berger's got a great short game. Would you be enticed by the plus money at a guy like Berger, who's going to be a fan favorite now, right. at least in the
4: head-to-head, versus a DJ? Do you think DJ has a composition of, yeah, I'm getting all this loot. I just got a bag. Um, I, it really, nothing's going to phase me but the trophy means that much more to me. I mean, does DJ have that within him? I mean, is he does he present himself that way?
3: Doesn't present himself that no. way. Oh. No. Which like, is, he's a two-time major champion. He's a Hall of Famer to be. Okay. Right? He's a former number one player in the world, not that long removed. And you're seeing the betting market against a Daniel Berger, in all due respect, again.
4: Is Berger healthy, though? I mean, I, that's yeah. a pretty question right there that you'd have, right? That is. okay.
3: So, I don't know it's so hard to get into a head of mm-hmm. a player like D like, we never asked these questions before. If it wasn't for the controversy, but of that's,
4: that's the whole point. That's why I brought it up because now you have all this money. Like, like when tiger was on top, he was the spokesperson for everybody. He was bringing in, he's a billionaire, it's right? Why you have the money you have in professional golf today, tiger woods, but also he won he was all about the trophies. It yes. was all about the champions. It was all about Jack. the majors. Exactly. Yes. So, I don't know where the passion is for DJ that way. Like, is, is that it, or is he doing what's best for his family and getting $100 million? <laughs> right? I mean, we I know mean, who his family is, by the way. Yeah. Paulina
3: and Wayne Gretzky. Sure, they sure. They have money.
4: And there's something said, like we used to say this as a player, you know, when you get your pockets full, you're not as motivated. Mm. But when your pockets are empty and you're hungry, now it's different, right? You're playing differently. And Burger would be hungry in that stereo. Yeah, but I, I think we have to look at golfers this way now that – you have the temptation of live and all that money, or you have the temptation of history prestige with the tour.
3: That is the elephant in the room, the million dollar question. And as a professional athlete, you can, you are qualified to answer this because I think fans media, like certainly in the betting community, we go, once you get that contract in the NFL, right? Once you get this free money in golf, What's your, motivation? What's your motivation? Is it about titles or is it about money? Because I'm sure as an athlete, you, wanna, you do want to provide for mm-hmm. your family and get as much as you can. right? That's, the I think, the initial goal. It's not all love of the game. We right. always want to be you know, nostalgic and say that's why guys do what they do. But is DJ going to be as motivated to go to win the U.S. Open? I think it's a fair question. But I think
4: as matchups, though, as matchups go, as a better, that's what I'm leaning on because Tiger didn't want to beat you. He wanted to Annihilate destroy you. you. He bought, uh, yeah. So I, I want to see a golfer that has that type of attitude if I'm going to back him from a matchup standpoint. By the way, if you think Phil Mickelson's going to miss the cut, you have to lay over three dollars. Okay.
3: Does Phil have anything left in the tank to go? I'll show you guys. I don't know, man. This is going to be, this is going to be a wild four days in Boston. A wild night at the Garden tomorrow night, uh, or TD Warehouse, whatever it's called. Now, for for Game Six, Boston really is the center. Of the sports world. When we come back, let's go back to the NFL and maybe teams that we think might get off on the good foot or the bad foot. Come on back, it's the Lombardi line here on Beacon, the Sports Betting Network. Sportsbooks unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn those BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Come on out. Convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip-In Nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, the sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on Visa. and Boy, we have covered a wide spectrum so far on today's show. And one of my favorite things to do is try to navigate the NFL season in June. Because, I don't know, you have a much better idea of what we might see. And at BetMGM, you have some incredible prop scenarios here. Let's talk about not my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, America's team. To go 4-0 out of the gate for the Cowboys, 6-1 to odds, if you think they start off on the good foot. Now, conversely, if you think there's a bad moon rising and they're going to go 0-4, I'll give you at MGM, well, 20 to one, Mm. the Cowboys. Remember week one at home against Thomas, Edward, Michael, Patrick, Brady, the whatever. So Brady's coming to town in week one.
5: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: They are small dogs at home in week one. The Cowboys, are they finally going to take the next step? Or I think a lot of people here at the network that I've talked to, and even myself
4: included, feel like maybe regression could
3: be on the
4: okay, they almost beat Tampa last year, they did. week one. Um, and that was off to the Super Bowl. Nine-point underdogs, they lost by two. Lost by two. Uh, will the Dallas Cowboys be improved? I think they will. Uh, I think, I, look, McCarthy as a head coach, I mean, you always got to question that. But Dak, um, he has a path to elevation. He could elevate his game a little bit more. Um, Amari Cooper takes plays off, took games off. Didn't want to pay him $20 Sure, million. sure. Let and him walk. Yeah, so I, I think that's a wake-up call in that locker room, too, when you have a player that good, and then okay, Dallas is like, no, we're better than you. you we, we don't need you. That could be a wake-up call for younger players, CeeDee Lamb and uh, Michael Gallup coming back from injury. I, I like that situation. But, you know, Zeke supposedly is going to be uh, in better shape, uh, supposedly. Is right? he going to be a running right. back or a fullback? <laughs> I don't know. That head suggests he's a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I, I can't go 4 and 0 with them. I can't. But go to go 0 and 4, I can't see that happening either.
3: And and that's where maybe for this scenario neither one would be applicable, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you look at the schedule and then you get the Bengals week 2, then that's in the jungle to uh, go up against Joe Burrow and company. So if they get off on the wrong foot against Brady and then they go to Cincy, we talk about hedge or middle scenarios with, with That one on the road or is that at home. Oh, excuse me, that's at home. That's at home. That's, they that's got two. two they at home. Got one
4: game on the road against the Giants. Right. Start uh, they, first right.
3: Four. So you're right. Three of the mm-hmm. first four in Jerry World down there in a, a beautiful stadium. So it really does feel like the Tampa Bay game would be the impetus to get off on the right foot. But if they lose it, and then all of a sudden you lose to the Bengals and Burrow at home, you got a lot of problems if you mm-hmm. drop the first two at home. Yeah. So. That would be an interesting way to to try to navigate it if you want to take the 0-4 the scenario, if you really do believe they're going to lose game
4: one and then a Super Bowl participant in week number two. The closer, I mean, examining it, you you can talk yourself into 4-0. You yeah. can. Uh, because of last year against Tampa, the Cincinnati uh, Super Bowl hangover, how is this young team going to respond from that standpoint? Uh, and then the Giants' new coach and then the football team, the Commanders. Uh, I mean... I already missed the football team. I, I kind of do kinda, too, to be honest like with that. you. But no, I—that's it, th- just not a competition there for Dallas. So, I think the first two weeks is your bet. Can can the Dallas Cowboys? Then maybe more intel you can get gather. Yeah. Uh, as you get closer to preseason, can they beat Tampa uh, and Cincinnati back to back at home?
3: Uh, Dak is working out. He's there at the facilities early. So here we are in June as a Cowboy backer, and you look at that win total of ten and a half. It's it's enticing at plus money here, plus a dollar five. It really is predicated to me on number four. If, if number four is healthy, I think all systems go. Right. He hasn't been healthy the last couple right. of years. That's the other elephant in the room here. So, you know, the best ability is availability. And if Dak can stay healthy, that's kind of the misnomer here. The last two years, he is not at certain points of, of the season. So uh, I th- do think it predicates right there. The Patriots are a different story. Mm-hmm. And you said earlier in the program, you kind of like where the Pats are headed and i look at these some of the parts around mac ten mac jones in year number 2 and i go god forbid he went out i actually think that the the some of the parts is pretty darn good and it doesn't all rely on the quarterback now if you think they're going to be really good how about 16 to 1 open up the season 4 and 0 conversely if you want to go against the hoodie you go oh and 4 Six to one there.
4: Right. Which way would you lean? Uh, which way would I lean? Oh, man, I would lean towards the four and oh as opposed to oh and four. Uh, but you know, it's fascinating though, Dave, because I can see O and four happening if if Are everything.
3: They, get... they always seem to lay an egg against the Dolphins week one. And I don't know why sure. it's in the record. In book Miami, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Why do they have to play the Dolphins every year week one? <laughs>
4: Because they lost last year in week one. Right, right. Um, you know, it's interesting about Belichick, too, because he's full Belichick. I mean, think about who, who's potentially he's called in place. Matt Patricia. On the offense right, side. Of right, right. The and then he has his son co-coordinating the defense. So this is all about Bill. And, I, I mean, Bill Belichick is, I don't know, the greatest. I, I don't know if I want to go there yet because there's been some tremendous head coaches. But, I mean, you look at his record. You look at uh, his – his production Super Bowl victories and all that with Tom. But without Tom, though, it's different. Like, I know they got to the playoffs last year, but I, I think they could be under the radar. But it, to me, it's all about Bill. And if he's if he's gotten it right this time, 0-4 um, is not happening. Now, can they get to 4-0, though, mm. uh, against those teams on that schedule? That, that seems like unlikely scenario, too. So that's why I wouldn't bet it. But I, I'm high on the Patriots' – because he's full Bill Belichick right now. And if it works, they're going to make the playoffs. If it doesn't, it's going to fall apart. Because tell me how that works, what Patricia call plays. place.
3: I read it and I went, did I miss something? When did Matt Patricia become an offensive guy? Yeah, But look, teach their own. And maybe they're trying to groom these guys to be head coaches again. And, you know, I'll give Bill credit for this. Boy, when guys go and fail, he brings them back. They did it with Josh McDaniels. Now he's out here in the desert of Vegas. And he'll try to resurrect careers mm-hmm. uh, for guys that have gone on, on their way. And he normally likes to beat those guys and then bring them back into the fold. So we'll see the, how this works out. It is going to be very fascinating to see how the offense works under Matt Patricia. The Saints, Sean Payton, gone, Right? Talk about offensive geniuses. Right. So that might be one of the guys that you go, hey, I would maybe trust the Saints to go 4-0 and if Sean Payton was still the head coach. But he's not. Dennis Allen takes over here. I give you 10-1 to 1 mm-hmm. if you think they can go 4-0 with Dennis Allen. And you get 0-4 at 12-1. to 1. Now, famous Jameis, who's back in the fold, but we don't know his health situation here. Uh, are you worried about the Saints, or are you confident that the veterans on this roster will be good enough potentially to cash you a 4-0? It's a ticket?
4: playoff team, if they're right. Um, you know, Jameis was 5-2 and two before he got hurt last yep. year. So, And that was with Peyton, obviously. But, you know, Dennis Allen, he's been a coach, head yeah. coach before, kind of like Josh McDaniels, yeah. didn't go well. Now um, he gets another shot. Now he gets another shot. Um, that defense, I, I the Saints' defense is incredible. I think it's playoff caliber. Now you throw a uh, A to the mix. I know Michael Thomas isn't going to be available for camp, but they do have a quarterback that can can throw it uh, and has highly uh, has the ability to to lead a locker room basically. So, his four and O oh, though. I mean, Again, I can't get Bucks, there. Bucks yeah. week
3: two. I know. It sticks out like a sore thumb. It, it kind of does. Um, in and the Vikings. the Vikings, Right. We think the Vikings are going to be improved. Mm-hmm. So, there's some, uh, some trip falls in there right. as, as but well. Oh, and four. No, I, I stay away from that too, though. I've got about 90 seconds, so I want to sneak one more in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought we championed the cause. Certainly, of Mike Vrabel for Coach of the Year. He ended up getting that last year. You trust Vrabel and the defense and the look that you just gave off camera <laughs> that people can't see. To go 4-0, 14-1, mm. if you like the Titans, and maybe have a big-time regression, uh, that would be uh, 11-1 to to go 0-4. Right. Now, Vrabel is a guy that I trust. We, he has a way, right? Whether we like the way or not, we know what they want to do. Blue limit, collar. Blue collar, yep. limit turnovers, play defense, right. run the football, run clock, limit possessions, and that's the way we win. Can they do enough? good enough for you to say, yeah, 4-0? I'll take a shot.
4: Can they beat Buffalo again? And then the Raiders, I think they're going to be improved, and then the Colts are going to be improved. Um, no, that, no, they're not going 4-0. The no. right? Yeah, they're not going 4-0. 0-4? No. Um, what was odds on 0-4? i could give you 11-1. No, I wouldn't do that either. No, 14-1. 14-1? Oh No, 11-1. 11-1? First time. Yeah. <laughs> See? look, I mean, The Giants, right? You got <laughs> yeah. the Bills, the Raiders, and then the Colts after you that. You
3: could lose those. <laughs>
4: right. I, I'd be more enticed about the 0-4 than the 4-0. And that comes down to the G-men in week one. Mm-hmm. Dable.
3: I mean, I just I feel like. Dable has
4: revenge because he lost to Rable. Absolutely. Buffalo did.
3: Is it football season yet?
4: Seven weeks away.
3: Let's go, Pritch.
4: A week from tomorrow, uh, seven weeks is the Hall of Fame game.
3: I can't wait. <laughs> Mike, always appreciate the conversation. Appreciate you as well. want to thank uh, Steve Mackinen for joining us. Matt Santos does a great job behind the glass. Thanks for watching the Lombardi on here on V-CNV Sports Betting Network.